The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. He's John Sheeran. I'm Anthony Cazenza. As I've mentioned a number of times, you can get this program on all kinds of different channels. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone, iTunes, and all of our stuff is on CincyJungle.com. So get our stuff how you can. We'll be getting you more episodes this both this week and other uh, other you know episodes and different things coming up in training camp as well as uh, preseason and in-season interviews, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be getting that to you coming up in the next couple of weeks and months. Well, let's close it up, John, with uh, w- how we closed up last episode. And let's talk about some potential breakout players this year. Uh, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So a lot of people talk about the trio of Bengals receivers, and rightfully so. You have the guy we just talked about, AJ Green, dominant as ever. Tyler Boyd, ascending, should begin a second contract. John Ross, the enigma, who we think is good, but we just don't know it yet. But I think it's time to legitimately talk about Alex Erickson as a guy who can be featured in this offense. Now, I want to see it before I believe it, but I just remember in 2017, uh, before um, Boyd really, you know, before I guess there was that that drop off, and before obviously he broke out and whatnot, I, there was a legitimate argument you could make that Alex Erickson was a top three receiver on that team, and he, you know he didn't produce a ton his rookie year, but in the small instances that he did, he, he he showed flashes in the pan. Now he's not athletic necessarily; he's a scrappy white guy. What do you expect? Doesn't have you know great size to to his nature. It's not a lot of things you can do with him, but I think in the small instances of what you can do with him, I think he can be fairly effective. Now. You know, the, the, the comparison to Cooper Cup has been brought up by, I think, um, uh, Michael Lombardi, who was on that one podcast when they're talking about his trade value whatnot. I don't think you can go that far, even though uh, Cooper Cup isn't this tremendous athlete in his own right. But, you know, better utilization of these pass catchers is a topic that we've brought up on multiple occasions and just making their lives easier, which therefore makes Dalton's life easier, getting them easier separation down the field, getting them better chances to get yards after catch. If if you're in an offense where you're in 11 personnel passing the ball, you know, 90% of the time, which is probably what we're going to see in this passing offense, then heavy rotation with those top three guys is going to be prevalent. And even, even then, so you can go into 10 personnel when you have four receivers on the field, Erickson's going to be on the field a decent amount, whether it's it's with four receivers or he's going to be rotated with Boyd in the slot. And I think, you know, he hasn't, I want to say he's only around, I think 30 career targets to his name. I think he can get 30 targets this year. And, you know, depending on how much they pass the ball coming off that running game is going to definitely impact that. But I think you look at how he finished the season last year, the chemistry that he established with Jeff Driscoll, if that carries over with Dalton, I think that can definitely work in his favor. But just in the early showings of OTAs and minicamp, they were running jet sweeps with him with, with the first team, him in the slot. He's going to have opportunities to get yards after catch. He's going to have the opportunity to just produce over a, a season-long stretch that he just hasn't been able to do in these three years. And I think they extended him more than to just be their primary return man because, honestly, he's productive as a return man, but he's not exactly exciting as a return man. And I think you could just utilize him more as a receiver to fit his more natural talents. And again, if you have injuries at that position like they had last year, I think Zach Taylor is not going to be as shy as maybe Marvin Lewis and Bill Lazor was about implementing him more into the offense. So with the way he finished last year, with the way he established chemistry with Jeff Driscoll, how that can potentially carry over to Andy Dalton, 
and just the overall enigma with him and his overall involvement in this version of the offense. I just think he's a guy to watch out for. Did not necessarily eclipse the 400, 500 receiving yard mark, but just the guy who can be used more consistently and used to his strengths more predominantly. So last week you had Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard. This week you have Alex Erickson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last week, (laughs) thank you for the the pre-show reminder. uh, I had Jermaine Pratt, the the linebacker. Um, Is it is it? Fair to put an offensive lineman as a breakout guy, John? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go Billy Price. And um, we're, we're, we're doing the chicken little sky is falling thing about the offensive line, and rightfully so with Jonah Williams and Clint Bowling. I was not impressed with Billy Price last year. There were, there were moments where I said – As okay, he shouldn't be. Yeah, right. And it's okay to be. There are moments where I saw on tape where it was not great at all. There were moments on tape that, and they were, they were flashes and or a little bit more than flashes, um, where it was like, wow, this is a, a this is a good upgrade over Russell Bodine. Um, there, there were there were flashes, and not that that's very difficult to do, but uh, seeing as how the guy started for four years with the Bengals beforehand, and now you got this move on, you know, it, it was a little refreshing. You saw some things where you go, okay, there's the athleticism, there's the second level blocking, things that we did not see on a consistent basis at all from Bodine. Not only is he not a rookie anymore, he's got a an offensive line coach who may or may not be an up, upgrade from Frank Pollock last year. Uh, he's healthy this offseason. Yeah. Last last year he was unable to work out really. He wasn't able to do much in these spring OTAs. Um, he has talked quite a bit into the media about wanting to have a better 2019 campaign, want to do more to help the team. Um, you know, last year, if you remember when he first started taking snaps at practice, there was a lot of uh, I don't know if a lot, but there was some talk of him sailing snaps, which was like, oh boy. Uh, you know, a lot of different stuff. So I can see him, and granted, how often do you really, for casual NFL fans, you may not ever really notice the center, but I think if you see, an imp- you saw some improvement towards the end of the year in terms of the run game with Joe Mixon and, and them getting some push there, especially in the interior, they were able to get some push from him. Um, so I think with an offseason where he's actually got a strength and conditioning regimen under him instead of that torn pec, and then he had the foot injury to help, you know, I think if he's healthy, if he's healthy, uh, the I, I think that is going to be a, a big boost to the offensive line, which could provide a very nice cushion for the losses of Williams and or bowling. Um, you know, now center isn't going to be as necessarily important as a left tackle, but um, I think if he can improve, the run game can continue some momentum that it had from late in the year, especially under Joe Mixon. I think that that is a guy who could, you know, be a breakout guy. It can't, it might not even be at center. Hell, I mean, the Bengals have, you know, these guard center guys that are all on the roster. They could now, if bowling does not end up, you know, coming out to coming out for the Bengals this year, come out to play this this year for the Bengals. Price could be a candidate for guard, and then you bring in a Michael Jordan. I, I don't know. Trey Hopkins. 
all there, there's a lot of different areas and and potentially Billy Price could be a guy that breaks out at guard. We don't know, but I I think that with an off season of being healthy, an off season of uh of you know full workouts and everything like that, I think that will be a key and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but uh, I, I I look forward to seeing his potential improvement this year. I, I I agree with you. And from the, from the get-go, I've always considered him a better guard prospect than a center prospect. But the thing to remember is that I don't want him bouncing around from position to position. I don't want him moving to guard with the implication that he can be moved back to center. I think that can stun his development even more than it already is. But I do agree that having a healthy off season for once is definitely good for him because primarily the issues that, have followed him since his days at Ohio State haven't necessarily been technical. They've always just been physical. And having short arms at the position can mitigate your effectiveness in his own scheme to be able to reach those guys who are, you know, shaded off of the B gap and whatnot. And those are the same similar problems for, for Bodine. So that's when you saw some of those those bad plays from last year thinking, okay, here we go again. We have four years with Bodine 2.0. But the good things are definitely better than Bodai because he's just more of a natural athlete and he can get out to the second level quicker. And he's kind of a nastier guy. He, he, he can definitely finish guys to the ground. So the, the issues with with Price were, you know, definitely followed him because he wasn't given the, the proper reps to you know work through them because he missed so much time with injury. So the more time he has to really perfect his craft, to be able to, you know, mitigate some of those physical issues that he deals with the better chance that you can see, you know, quality prospect be developed here from, from that first round pick, because, you know, he's, he's, despite him, you know, being a veteran player from college, the guy who started 50 games, there were definitely flaws with his game that just have to be, you know, just ironed out over time with just more reps. And it's not necessarily that, that he was raw. It's just that he's going to have to perfect, nearly perfect his technique. If he wants to ever overcome some of those physical limitations and it's possible and I'm rooting for him, but if the plan is for him to be at center, keep him at center. Just, just keep that bed you made. If the plan is to move him to guard, fully commit to that. Now, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily going to be the thing, but if it is go for it, but don't keep moving him back to the center guard because that at that point we'll, we'll just never see what he really is. Totally agree. Uh, good stuff, John. That So you have just to recap, once again, you have Sam Hubbard and Alex Erickson. I have Jermaine Pratt and Billy Price. Yes, I just mentioned. So uh, we're going to do a handful more of these as each episode comes. And uh, if you have some, we'll we'll definitely take some some feedback and uh, hear yours when we do this countdown. But we'll do we'll do a handful more and keep it coming here on on the next handful of episodes, especially as training camp nears. This is the Orange or Black Insider Bengals podcast. Get the show on a number of different channels. I've mentioned it a bunch of times. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone, and YouTube, as well as get all of our material on CincyJungle.com.
best of what you're doing Cause no one's gonna share the load If you think you might find tomorrow Days do come but one at a time When you think you got it all worked out There's something further down the line Mr. Misery Don't rain your tears on me Mr. Misery Don't let my poor be It's been all of hell And climbing's not my thing Mr. Misery to my name Thing, Mr. Misery, that's the title to my name. 